Wait a minute, are we lost? Nah, man, we're wanderlost. <laughs> Here we Dude, are. They made spiky music. No, no, no. We we handle that. That's that's we do that in post. <laughs> we yeah we yeah. <laughs> we we have the power. So we've actually at this point we've probably already done the intro music. But right, you could also play the intro music again if you want. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, we'll we'll do the intro oh. music again right now. And, <laughs> oh, Wait a minute, are we lost? No, nah, man, we're wander lost. <laughs> All right, and second second <laughs> round of the intro. Do you guys want to do the intro again? I can do it again for a third time. No, I think I think twice was enough. No, we're yeah. gonna do it one more time. All right, and go. <laughs> All right, well, we're not actually doing the intro. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? Um, it's your boys, uh, Lee, also known as Gnarly. We've got other people here as well that are going to introduce We've themselves. We've got Mitch, of course, <laughs> your other host of the Wonderlost podcast. But we also have a wonderful, beautiful bastard here with us today. He's a guest in the house. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm a, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, uh, Trey Francis. Um, nice to meet you, Trey. Uh, can you tell us um, where you're from? Um, how old you are and a fun fact about you. It's like a dating game show. I like it. <laughs> it is, um, it is, it is kind of like a dating game show. Let's see where I'm from. I am from London, but I was born in Sri Lanka. Uh, I am 26 and interesting fact. No, I have no, a years. fun fact. A fun, oh, fun fact. Fun sorry. Fact. Sorry. That's very different. Let me, I, I was going to pick something, but let me change it. I have a phobia of fish. Ooh, you do have a phobia of fish. Yeah. That's a now good one. again, this we we've spoken on this before, but just for all the for all the wanderlosters out there, people following yeah. the podcast. When you say phobia of fish, are we talking like phobia of fish in the ocean, or like eating fish, or, or the, what, how long does this extend to? The the worst kind of fish are the teeny tiny little goldfish you get in like in like your average fish bowl. Uh, I've I've been to friends' houses before where. I can't walk into the room until they cover it up. No, really, <laughs> really. Um, it's it's a weird it's a weird thing. And the thing is, I love to eat fish. I can eat fish. I like sharks. I like whales. I like turtles. I have gone snorkeling, scuba diving. But my biggest fear in the world is having a school parrotfish come up to me, which has happened before. <laughs> And I've almost had a panic attack underwater. So yeah, it's a, it's a very illogical fear of fish. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I'm I, sure there's more people. I, I guess a small fish can also be very scary, I suppose. But like, you, you, you do enjoy eating fish. Is that like you, I you're asserting your dominance fish. over these fish in a way? Exactly. Yeah, I can eat them. Um, I just can't get anywhere near them. To be fair, when I eat them, I have to make sure the head's cut off. There's no mm. tail. The skin is burnt so crisp. So you I, uh, really need to you need to like defishify the fish. You oh yeah, just need to you need to separate it, what, it. Yeah, you need to separate the beginning of that fish's life and the the end of the end result after you've cooked it. Exactly. Yeah, and I've googled this before. I'm not weird. There are plenty of other people out there. <laughs> hey, we're well, not we're not saying you're weird at all, Trey. Look, if there if there are any wanderlosters out there who, with a similar fear, please write in. I would love, I would love for some evidence on that claim. <laughs> Doing a little quick search right now on the on the old Wikipedia, I'm seeing for a fear of fish. Uh, it's also known as ichi ichiophobia, which ranges from cultural phenomena such as a fear of eating fish, 
uh, fear of touching raw fish or dead fish as well. Um, so yeah. I guess that also goes into it. But then also, if you had a fear of sharks, you've also got your galliophobia. So oh lots. no, I love sharks. I've I've actually been gone down diving with sharks before. And I had to come back up to the boat because I saw fish. Would you say that instead of gal- galophobia, you would you call yourself a bit of a galophile, someone who is really into sharks? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been told to stay away from them. But yeah. I love it. Well, just so uh, everyone out there in the Wanderlust Nation knows, so we are actually very good friends of Trey. Trey, how, how do we all kind of go back? What's, what's the connection? So- all three of us here i think the best way to explain our friendship is i think we must have known each other for about three days maybe slightly more maybe slightly less and at around about one o'clock in the morning the (laughs) two of you plus maybe a few others were on the top bunk my, my top bunk everyone in their underwear not saying a word very quiet (laughs) and that is the moment i turned 21 so, um, so that's that's probably the best way I can describe our relationship. I mean, honestly, I can't think of a better way to turn 21. So I'm I'm glad we got to be there with you for that. I'm glad that we've made a memory that uh, you you won't be able to forget, even if you, maybe you'd like to. Oh, I, so, I became I became a man that day. <laughs> but also for context here, we weren't all just we we, we weren't all just hanging out in someone's bunk bed. Uh, we were in <laughs> we were in the situation. <laughs> We were in this situation because we all had a job. Only consenting adults were in that bunk bed together. We're still not putting context to any of this. And it's yeah, still- I, think, I think you need to awful. give the context. There we go. <laughs> well, anyways, that's a perfect transition here. Um, yeah. So anyways, guys, welcome back to the Wonder Lost podcast. We've got Trey on the pod today to share with us his own travel experiences. Uh, as you all know, the Wanderlust podcast is all about talking about travel and maybe some good experiences while traveling, but also some pretty bad experiences. So we can all learn from these times and, and pick up on some, some lessons along the way. We're here to give you an opportunity to dream and an opportunity to think about those glorious adventures you want to go on in the near future i'm feeling pretty optimistic about where we're at uh in this covid climate now vaccines are being rolled out everywhere you got the u.s coming out there you've also got the uk we're all based in london well in the uk at the moment and we've actually had some restrictions lift recently which is exciting we can finally go back to the pub we can get finally get a couple bebs with our friends now isn't that true guys it is i was uh the i was part of the first wave on monday out there at uh shout out to the exhibit local pub you know down in the ballam area grand old time with uh, some of the flatmates some of the friends um you know good harbinger of things to come yeah i i spent my first day of lockdown haircut gym uh i didn't get the tan do the tan or the laundry like uh like i've learned from lee but yeah good to be good to be out the the tan part is relatively difficult in in london so yeah i don't really need the tan as well so i think i'm good (laughs) fair 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 (laughs) enough my friend fair enough is this is this story time yeah i think think are you are you all sitting comfortably i'm well i'm firmly in in my seat right now i'm excited for your story 
hopefully we'll have a well, lesson as well to learn from this i think i think there are a couple of lessons it's not necessarily a bad story or like something that happened that went wrong it's just one of those things that you definitely learn from i'll, I'll get into it i'll get into it definitely. so my uh, my story starts in deepest darkest peru uh oh, like another, sa- if you another south that. american story oh yeah, wow yeah Back and in South America. Where, where in Peru was this? So to give you some backstory, I work slash worked at a travel company and I'm very lucky to go on some trips every now and then. So this was in 2018, I want to say, uh, which isn't that long ago, but my memory's terrible. Um, it feels and... like forever ago. Oh, it yeah. It certainly feel yeah. forever ago at this point. Yeah. The, the last day of my trip was when Megan and Harry got married. So Wow. Was, Megan and Harry. That's, that, that's my context to how far away this trip was. Um, how very British was, of you. I know. <laughs> it, wasn't, it, seemed, it must have been a very important day for you to have remembered it in such a manner. I, I remember because Christy, uh, my lovely wife, for anyone who doesn't know, was uh, FaceTiming me from London being like, oh my God, you're missing it. <laughs> and... Uh, and showing me all the beautiful scenes and I was like yeah I'm good here uh so the trip was just over two weeks I think uh and it went across Peru um so we spent four or five days in the Amazon in the jungle uh then moved over to do half the group did the Inca Trail uh up to Machu Picchu Uh, half the group uh which I was a part of we did something called the Moonstone Trek uh up to Machu Picchu two very similar things the Moonstone's slightly more complicated and it's a bit more of a tougher climb. But it's okay, kind of so through- you're, you got You have to gloat a little bit about it if you, you oh, yeah. chose the tougher one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and- also, if, if anyone's wondering, uh, I, I'm happy to give a depiction of what Trey actually looks like for all of you. But Trey is a, uh, a, a beautiful seven-foot-tall man with some monstrous, monstrous, muscly thighs. I mean, think of a horse. This man's got two hind legs, twice the size of a normal horse. I mean, this man is. And that's it's jacked. really fucked up the the shape of the rest of his body to just have horse legs. Like, imagine that horse legs on a human. This yeah, man, this I, man runs up mountains with grace. I, I I couldn't have said it better myself, Mace. You, you forgot the only thing you forgot to mention is my boyish good looks, but we can overlook that. That's fine. Oh, this is true too. <laughs> you, you certainly have some charming good looks, my friend. <laughs> So yeah, uh, the, the second part of the trip was hiking through the mountains, um, and then we finished off in Lake Titicaca, which is always fun to say. Um, nice. We, we, uh, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you, you will when you're older. When you, you will when you're older. Yeah. God damn it! Why? Just I wish you guys would include me in all these jokes. I don't understand. It's all right, mate. One day. So we finished up in Lake Titicaca, uh, which was one hell of a party at the end of it. But we'll get to that. So I'll, I'll kind of talk you through the trip. The, the main element of my story happens at the end of the trek, uh, once we get to Machu Picchu. Um, but we spent a couple of days in the jungle and it was awesome. Capybaras, um, caiman, lots of tarantulas. We we're staying literally in the middle of the jungle. We had to get, it was like an hour boat trip in there. So were you, um, were you camping or like, were you staying with a local community or? It was like a jungle lodge kind of, um, that just basically built this very, I say very basic, but it's very luxurious if you're in the middle of the jungle. If, uh, 
if you're expecting a fancy hotel, then it's definitely very basic. There's um, there's very little water. There's electricity for like three hours a day, and yeah, there's there's not much to stop the bugs from and creepy crawlies from getting in. Uh, so there were quite a few days where I would have to take off my boots, bang them against the the side of the house, and at least three or four spiders came out. And that wasn't but, that wasn't scary to you in the slightest. The you know the the rogue bugs and and large animals of the Amazon. Not it nearly was... as intimidating as a goldfish. Oh, no, no. I like, that would be horrendous. If, if there was a goldfish, that I would never have been in the Amazon if there were, <laughs> <laughs> if there were fish around there. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm okay with creepy coolies. Um, I, I think it's, it's worse when you're in your room in London and there's a spider above your head because you're not expecting it. But when you're in an area where you're kind of expecting all the bugs and the creepy coolies, you just have to deal with it. It's either yeah. that or don't be there. So I was like, yeah, go on. There was one slightly scary point where, so on one of the nights they take you out for a jungle walk at like midnight when all the cool things come out. Mm. I say cool, scary things come out. Everything that goes um, up in the night. Yeah, pretty much. And we must have been walking, literally, we took about 10 steps away from my from my bed. Basically, the, the walking tour met up outside my little hut. We literally took 10 steps, bang, the most venomous spider you can find in South America. Oh my God. Uh, I've forgotten what it's called now, but it jumps. So that's always nice to hear. Oh, that's always, um, yeah, that's always pleasant to hear. Yeah, because I was trying to take a photo of it and the guy was like, I would back up a little bit. So I was like, oh, like I'm pretty far away. And he was like, no, it jumps. So, um, uh, our fact checkers have just uh, done a quick search online and determined that the Brazilian wandering spider is That's actually one. considered to be the most dangerous spider in South America and possibly the most venomous spider in the world. Damn, That's Daniel. the one, the wandering spider. That's exactly what it was. Thank you, you know, fact checker. All this shout out to the fact checker team. Yeah. yeah, shout out, shout out, fact checker team. We still don't have enough money to actually cover your your fees of working for us but maybe we can just maybe you guys can we can just oh employ you guys as right. interns for now they're they're being well, paid in exposure um, obviously they're uh, being yes, exposure. yes influence well, uh, on, on that note i'm ending this call sorry i thought i was getting well uh uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah. this is awkward <laughs> you are being compensated trey in uh crisp high five crisp high fives my friend it's okay i've got nothing else to do <laughs> Whoa, oh, whoa, please, um, please. Come well, on now. I'm, I'm just trying to play it cool. I really want to be on here. <laughs> um, I do have to say, right. though, from all of the, from the description that you're giving of being in the Amazon, it does make me think of this movie um, that came out. And I, I have done a little fact checking for myself uh, just before our fact check, checking team jumps on me. Uh, it's called The Jungle with Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know if you guys yeah. have heard of that movie, but it was it like was recently added to Netflix and I think it either takes place in Colombia or Peru. It takes place in the Amazon. Um It's a true it, story, isn't it? Yeah, it's a true story. It takes it's about this uh Israeli adventure named Yossi Ginsberg, I think, back in like ninth in the 1980s. It's all about like him getting lost in the Amazon and like him seeing all sorts of like crazy stuff. Um, you know, spiders. Uh, I think he sees like a bunch of like uh, jaguars and like all that stuff. But he's like, obviously, he's lost in the middle of the Amazon, which sounds absolutely terrifying. 
but he's just like sleeping under trees and um i think he gets bit by a couple different spiders i don't want to really like ruin the story of course but spoilers mitchell spoilers <laughs> now right. please we've, we've taken too much time away from trace all right to the good stuff um that, that part of the jungle was amazing like did loads of that stuff saw jaguars which is pretty awesome we were literally on a boat and the jaguar literally just swam past us uh, really? which is not where you'd expect to see a jaguar but yeah so the fun part starts when we start doing the trek and the trek was absolutely fine there's one really tough day where it goes quite high, high up in altitude there were two girls in our group who i kind of knew they were screwed from day one because they turned up to the briefing wearing heels so yeah I, wow. I, I could, okay i could see this being a slippery slope and i think they lasted about half the day into day one um and the rest <laughs> of the trip they had to call in the horses and, and the girls had to uh, do the track by horseback oh no uh, which was fine they, they made it um but they were definitely not ready for, for how tough it was gonna be they they turned up camping in like fine dresses and expecting four course meals oh yeah more they than glamping to, they came to glamp yeah um but yeah the 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 trek ends we had to machu picchu machu picchu's awesome um most of you been to peru i feel like you've done a lot of surprisingly yeah so i've i've shared quite a few stories on on the podcast about my south america central america experiences but i've actually never been to peru and i do i really want to go to peru i want to hike machu picchu and so I, this is all new to me. I've, I've never been to any of these locations. Right. Well, like match pictures are awesome. It, it wasn't a highlight of my trip just because I feel like, you know, once you've seen so many photos of a place mm. and once you get there, it's like, oh yeah, that, that's really cool. But I think the cool stuff was stuff that I was never expecting to see. Uh, but yeah, match pictures is cool. You should definitely go there. Um, you get the image in your head from seeing all these photos. And then once you get there, it's slightly different. Is that what you're getting at? Right, exactly. It's like going yeah. to Maine. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Don't throw. Don't throw shade at my. Don't throw shade at me. <laughs> Vacation land. Yeah. Vacation land, baby. Um. Sorry, I, I just compared Machu Picchu to Maine. So first I don't know where you to go roast the pod. Look, and you roast Maine. <laughs> You're throwing daggers at us today, Trey. I don't know I'm if that's shade on Maine or shade on Machu Picchu, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, calling it. Sorry. Calling it like it is um so so we get down to the town um below Machu Picchu which is called Aguas Calientes uh which translates into uh, hot waterfall yeah exactly uh I was gonna say hot water so I'm glad you corrected me um hot water sorry yes no you were right then... you were right Trey not him oh I was I was wrong it would have been uh cataratas Calientes, it was hot waterfalls. So hot water, you were correct. Which coincidentally is the worst word to say if you're a Brit living in America. Water or water. 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 It, true story, it took me about eight attempts for me to order a, a glass of tap water at a bar in, uh, in the Amphitheater. So anyway, I digress. So we get to the town and Agus Calientes is this very busy little town because it's very touristy. Uh, that's where all the tourists say before they go up to Machu Picchu. There's like a little river running through it. There are train tracks running through it. Loads of markets, loads of stalls. And one thing that caught my eye after five days of, of trekking in the in the heat, um, my feet were aching. There were a lot of signs for massages um, and reflexology. Now, for the past like five or six years, whenever I go traveling, I'm like, 
I don't know why, but whenever I see like reflexology or something, I'm like, oh yeah, why not? Like, give it a go. I'm, I'm tired. Rest my feet. Get a foot rub. Great. So I end this track and I'm like, we had like a massive night out uh, when we when we finished all the track. It's really hungover and just wandering through this town. And I was seeing all these places for foot rubs and massages and reflexology. And I'd like to think I'm not naive because I saw some of them and some of them were like straight up brothels. So I was like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try and avoid them. I'll, uh, I, I do genuinely want a foot rub. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you anything been, else. You might have been one of the few people in Aguascalientes who just wanted a foot exactly, rub. exactly. As I'm, does I'm, as I'm, does the next man, Trey. As does the next man. <laughs> I was one of the few tourists there who said, "You know what? I've had a long week. I could do with a foot rub." So I spent the next hour just wandering around this town looking for some sort of legitimate massage place and i found this one place and the way i figured out it was legit was because it had uh, a diagram of a foot that said reflexology with lots of very scientific words around it there were labels of different part of the feet and i was like what kind of brothel has a poster of kind of a, a foot and reflexology so i was like this place must be legit I don't know, Trey. There's definitely a lot of people who go to brothels who are looking for stuff with feet, would be my guess. <laughs> well, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, so, so I rock up. I think everyone could probably tell where the story's going. But, um, so I rock up to this place and there's this guy and it, and it literally just looks like a normal store, like a corner shop. They're selling like bread and milk and all that stuff. And foot rubs. And, <laughs> and foot and rubs. Milk, <laughs> again, bread, crisps, and foot rubs. Again, in my mind, a very good reason to trust this place because it's a store. Like, what kind of store converts into a brothel? So I was like, great, I'll go here. Um, so, so I asked the man very kindly. I was like, sir, reflexology. And he was like, yes, yes. And he was like, you want it now? And I was like, sure, yeah, that's why I'm here. Like, let's do it now. Why not? So he was like, okay, one minute. And at this point, I'm expecting him to, like, take me to the massage center of Aguas Calientes. I don't know what I was expecting, but that was kind of what I was expecting. And uh, this young lady comes and, uh, not, like, was like, yep, yeah, follow me straight through here, sir. I was like, great. Again, nothing on toward at this point. It was just a very polite young lady who decided to take me over to the massage center. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel very on edge right now, Trey, because I'm also I mean, thinking of your lovely wife. So I'm. <laughs> I did have to tell her this as soon as it happened, just because I was like, "Please don't judge me," but this happened, and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> dear, I can't, dear I, can't, God. I can't even get in the doghouse. I need to just be straight yeah. up. About We're this. not even done with the story yet. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to know what happened. So, um, so she takes me to this place. The the first sign of like alarm bells ringing is when she takes me up to this kind of apartment complex and it's what? essentially a it's essentially a hotel room that she takes me into <laughs> um and at that point i'm like okay like the, the it, it could be totally normal that people exactly. are just giving foot rubs in apartments yeah this is the overflow like, room they have so many foot rubs going on <laughs> exactly the overflow room at this point, I still wasn't convinced. I'd kind of entered into something slightly dodgy. I still thought it was legit. I just thought, you know what? This must just be where they do their foot rubs. 
so I went in and kind of put my bags down and she was like you're good I was like yeah great <laughs> here's the kicker she was like right so if you just take all your clothes off um I'll come back in I'll come back in a second oh <laughs> and at this uh, point this... you're still thinking oh there's nothing wrong with this people normally get butt ass naked for a foot run <laughs> and at this point I like look straight back and I'm like sorry no I think you've got it wrong I'm here for the foot rub and then she was like reflexology and I was like yeah and she was like yeah all the clothes off please what so she goes away and she leaves the room and I don't know what's like I'm panicking I'm like do I leave do I take my clothes off (laughs) so I took my clothes off no you did not you took your clothes off no I I kept my boxes on Fair enough. Fair enough. I took, I, t- I took myself off and my, my pants down for, for British people. My boxes, not my pants. So, so I was stood there in this apartment in my boxes. And she comes back in. And at this point, I was so nervous. I'm like, I was like trembling. I'm like, what have I got myself into? Like, oh, <laughs> think, of, think of my wife. I was like, <laughs> think of my wife. <laughs> I'm in this hotel room with like this most likely kind of I don't put this like lady of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, my goddamn feet are still sore. Yeah. So, so anyway, I like reach out and put my feet towards like the the top of the bed. And for the next half an hour, fair play to her, she rubbed my feet and it felt great. So she she gave me a perfectly decent foot rub i was way too scared to close my eyes at any point so the whole time i had like my eyes wide open and i remember clutching my like phone and my wallet ready to run if anything weird happened um <laughs> oh my god so, anyway, so yeah. sus. oh my god <laughs> what was the uh what was the room like was there music playing was it just like absolute <laughs> silence just like <laughs> just a silent room with like the sound of like oil on your feet. <laughs> quite vivid noises, which was like the oil on my feet. And like it was in like this slightly dodgy area where like I could hear people having arguments on the street and like oh, no. there were like animals crying and stuff. I'm like So you yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't say that this was a relaxing experience by any means. No, I mean, the foot rub was great, but I was not relaxed at all. Um, oh, geez. Because th- the whole time I was just thinking, <laughs> how is this going to end? Like, how do I get out of this? And so it ends and she kind of, I sit up and I'm like, right, ready to go. And she looks at me and she was like, was that okay? And I was like, yeah, perfect. Great. Thank you. And she was like, is that all? <laughs> and I think at this point she could probably sense that I was the one tourist in Agros Calientes who genuinely wanted a foot rub. So then I took my boxes off. No, I'm joking. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I gave her a, a, a nice tip and I was like, yeah. So you gave her a nice tip, not the tip. No, not not the, sorry, for clarification, I didn't give her the tip. I gave her a tip. Okay, um, thank you. Thank you for clarifying, Trey. In, in pesos or whatever currency that is. And yeah, so so later that afternoon, I met up with the rest of the group 
and the tour guide was kind of waiting to meet us all up and he was like what did everyone get up to the afternoons and most people were like oh we went shopping or like we went to up to Machu Picchu again they got to me and I was like I had to confess I was like I got a foot rub and then the tour guide just turns over to me and was like where did you go and I had to point to the place for the foot diagram and he was like yep that's 100% brothel oh dear so, lord um, so yeah that's uh that's my story of foot rubs in in peru what was so, uh you're gonna ask me about the learnings yeah definitely i was just gonna say before you jump right into or before we jump into what we th- we think the lessons are here uh which they could really it could be a wide range of, of lessons here what was what was, what was christy's reaction to to all this i mean i remember calling her straight away literally i left the massage center as i call it and i called her straight away and you're very kind for calling it a massage center as well considering this was some some mates not a whorehouse (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to say that um now this is this is an explicit podcast we we we, there's a warning so you can say whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i remember calling her straight after i think she laughed I think it was slightly <laughs> nervous laughter. We'll have we'll uh, have our fact checkers confirm that later. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're gonna have to have her on the podcast next to to confirm. Um, a VAR replay. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was a slightly nervous laughter, but yeah, so uh, she she was okay with it. We we were engaged at the time, and she did finally marry me, so could have ended that badly. So it all well, it all worked out in the end. Little does she know, I still have the masseuse's number. So next time in Peru, <laughs> we and will we will certainly cut that out of the podcast. And Don't tune worry. in next week, guys, when we have Chrissy <laughs> on the pod for her own personal perspective on the story. Uh, All right, so here's what, what the lesson that I'm getting um, is that you know my so my guess is that uh, probably when if you're in a tourist town. There's no place to actually get a massage. <laughs> I, I would agree and disagree with that because I've got some very fine massages. At least I think they were massages. Now I'm questioning all the massages I've ever got. Did you have to take off your clothes for any of the other massages? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I, <can't> <laughs> I think that's usually a pretty good barometer uh, to, yeah. <laughs> to figure out the uh, the veracity of, a, of an actual massage. Yeah. So, so I think the real takeaway from this is don't take your clothes off for a foot rub. I think if I had to sum it up in one line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that definitely scans. <laughs> you heard it here, our beautiful Wonderlost followers. You heard it here first from Trehan Francis. Yeah. Um, just because just I'm, I'm curious, Trey, but so you work for a travel company. So do you, you, you've done loads of, of trips like this before or did you finish this trip and you kind of went back and you said, you know, great trip, but uh, I, I would not emphasize or recommend any massages anywhere. What, what, what's no, so, your kind of job look like then when you do all these trips? Uh, so I'm actually leaving the company, um, sadly, to oh. uh, I'm actually swapping places with you guys. I'm coming over to the US while you guys stay in London. So, um, oh, wow. so yeah, so for the past five and a half years now, I've been very lucky to go on these kinds of trips all over the world. I think highlights, highlights for me were definitely around South America, like Nicaragua, Central America. Uh, Cuba was awesome. Georgia, Georgia the country, not the not the state. Um, where else have I been? I've been to, yeah, loads of cool places. Croatia, I don't know. Um, so I'm very lucky to have done that. Um, and I think these past couple of years, or this past year has definitely made me appreciate that even more. 
um, being able to get paid to do that sort of stuff. Um, So these kinds of trips, some of them are kind of just purely to experience the trips as one of our customers would. Uh, Some of them are organized by tourist boards um, to basically show off their country. Um, Totally. So the the trip to Peru was just purely for me to kind of go enjoy it as, as a customer. We normally give a slideshow about our trip back in the office with some beers um when we come back i did leave out the foot rub story oh, i was on. gonna say did you not snap a selfie uh while you were getting your foot rubbed your feet's rubbed no i wish i really wish i did but i think the trembling would have made it very blurry <laughs> fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> in um so in your, in your time here some, something i think we're gonna try to continue on going like going forward whenever we have people on to, to tell us their stories um, on top of the lesson, kind of like what would you say your biggest surprise about, about Peru was? I think how different it is from place to place. So I was, that trip was amazing. And we went from jungle to mountains to one of the biggest, I know, Lee, you're going to have to fact, fact check this for me, but Lake Titicaca is one of the highest lakes in the world, I think. Honestly, we are uh, getting our fact checker interns on on this right now yeah. as we speak. We've got five of them now. We've hired five. Boom, of them, so. done. They've already written in and told me that Lake Titicaca, straddling the border between Peru and Bolivia and the Andes Mountains, is the highest navigable lake in the world. Right. So those nimble so the, fingers, the, those quick nimble fingers, those fact right. checkers have. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just, just the contrast from jungle to mountain to lake in a relatively kind of short space of time um, took me by surprise. I think when everyone thinks of Peru, they think of Machu Picchu. They might think of the Amazon or latest Kaka, but you don't never put all those three things together. Um, wow. So to see those three things all in one trip was, was pretty awesome. Damn, well, Peru's definitely uh, going to be on my list going forward. That sounds like yeah. quite, the, quite the experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I def- I feel like we've had a, a couple different friends uh, who've gone to Machu Picchu. You, you see the photos on Instagram and on Facebook and stuff, but I'm sure it's just nothing quite like actually being there in the moment. Yeah. Also, you have to try alpaca, the food. Have- As in the meat? Oh, yeah. My, my favorite meat. Uh, like- is that is that allowed? Do, do people oh, so- All right, a quick, quick side note. So the food... Improve is amazing. You basically eat all the animals that are there. So you eat guinea pig, you eat alpaca. Oh. Um, you eat whatever moves. Um, and like the ceviche is amazing. Um, but oh, alpaca ceviche. is my favorite meat by far. It's like a really tender steak. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love alpacas like alive. They're really cool, they're really fluffy. <laughs> I really want to own an alpaca when I'm older, but they also I do taste also good. love yeah they're so tasty <laughs> um the guinea pig is slightly weird because you know when you normally eat an animal it doesn't look like said animal like mm-hmm. when you eat chicken it doesn't look like it's a chicken right it's like yeah a, yeah me the way they serve guinea pig is they serve the guinea pig opened up like hair and all like it's there hair and all it's baked uh, they open it up, they take all the stuff you can't eat out. Wow. That is your guinea pig looking straight at you. And you get to pick it. Oh, I like, oh, I wow. Like that one. <laughs> give me, give me so, the brown and white one. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I like, so. I, I feel like with something like that, you know, like I, I, I am very much a meat eater. I love eating my meat. Um, yeah. But I feel like that's something that would 
that would be difficult for me. I'm normally good at kind of dissociating, like, like you said, chicken is chicken, but I don't think of when I eat chicken, I don't, I don't think of a, a hen running around on a farm or something, or like when I yeah. eat steak, I don't think of a cow standing in front of me, but I feel like a guinea pig on a plate, uh, plated in that fashion, I, I think that would be a bit difficult for me to eat. Yeah, I'm the same. I was very close to becoming vegetarian after that meal, but <laughs> I like the alpaca too much. So, well, you know, sometimes it's worth it just to have a bit of alpaca. Hey, man, you gotta yeah. experience you gotta experience things when you're in when you're in a different country like that. So, I think the the strangest thing I've ever had is an ostr- ostrich burger. I think is it was food. ostrich sausage, Mitchell. Ostrich sausage. Ostrich sausage. Oh no, then it was a warthog burger. The warthog steak. Warthog steak. That's what it was. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, South Africa. I it was definitely like kind of like what you're saying. It was worth the experience, but it surpri- it did not taste uh, as as good as I thought it would be. It was not that delicious. Well, you know, can't win them all. Not every steak can be alpaca. <laughs> <laughs> On on that, um, Trey, I want to give a huge thanks to you for coming on and being our first guest on the Water Loss Podcast. Uh, maybe uh, we can get you on again in the future. Um, but seriously, it's been awesome. Great to hear from you. And uh, I love your story, dude. Love it. Thank you for having me. I have plenty more foot rub stories for you guys later. So uh, can't seems wait like to you be did, back on. Seems like you didn't really learn your lesson then, did you? No, Look, tune in. Tune in, Wanderlost Nation, for part two of uh, Trey's <laughs> adventures that we're just going to talk about foot rubs when, when Trey's on for now. As always, please give a uh, like and follow. You know we're going to ask you to smash, smash, smash those like and subscribe buttons on our uh, here on our podcast page, on our Instagram page as well. That will be Wanderlost underscore podcast and two t's with two t's two t's baby and we'll keep you updated with the the weekly content absolutely and for anyone that would like to join us just like trey has today trey you had a great time right i'm also not gonna allow you to say no so you had a great time right yes please ah perfect (laughs) um yeah (laughs) Fred. not it's not forced at all he had a good time i swear to god yeah (laughs) um for anyone that's interested in joining us or would like to share their story and and you know lee and i would be happy to share your story on the podcast as well feel free to shoot us an email as well at the same handle as our instagram page which is wanderlost podcast at gmail.com that would be wanderlost with two t's podcast at gmail.com so feel free to shoot us an email there and we'd we'd love to get you on the podcast and share your stories with us thanks for tuning in friends and we will see you on the next episode of the pod ciao ciao boom